All right. Welcome back to the MindWorks podcast. Today, we're talking about something interesting. We're going to talk about the psychology of greediness. Jesus. We need Jesus. Very important. Very, <laughs> very, very important. Why is it important to talk about greed? Because it's one of the one of the most devilish type of acts to to entail in our lives. Now, when we talk about greed, I think it's important to understand that we all kind of have a sense of greed within ourselves. I think that to some degree, we can all be a little greedy in some ways. I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think so? Yeah, I think so. I I'm, think it's our natural inclination to want more mm -hmm, mm -hmm. continuously and not really know when is enough. Yeah. I mean, what was it that you were talking about with the rich dad, poor dad thing? So shout out to Robert Kiyosaki. Wrote shout out uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. I, it's for me personally is in the top three books in my life that I've read that was very influential, and he did emphasize in there that two very strong human emotions were fear and greed, and I 100% agree. He talked about it in a financial standpoint, but I think it kind of correlates to life in general. We fear not having enough money. We fear not being able to eat and sustain ourselves and survive. But then also when we have enough and we have uh, the ability to get more, then kind of greed kicks in. So we want more and more and more and more. Mm. And then when we have a lot, we fear losing everything we have. So then fear kicks back in. So he really mm. tackles that into kind of understanding those two emotions in order for your financial freedom, uh, you know? So basically, like, greed is very correlated with fear to some extent. You think that greedy people are fearful of yeah i think yeah, like to some extent what, so right? is, is fear like the motive to be greedy mm. like or like I, I guess it kind of makes sense right i mean i think there's even like a like a like a instinctual survival mechanism within greed. Add that yeah like um if you're if you're starving to death mm -hmm. and there's the last piece of food mm-hmm are you not going to be greedy? Right. So greed, I, that's why I said in the beginning that greed is actually a, a, a part of all of us to some extent. We're, we're, in some degree, we're all kind of greedy. Right. And especially in a country like the United States that's based on individualism. Mm. Right? Like that's, that, that's, that's just what it is. I mean, right. and then greed, the concept of it, then seeps into the idea of narcissism. Mm. Right? Talk to him. Because you want all the, you know, you kind of want all the attention. You kind of want all the all the things and you know that it makes you become greedy and the thing is, is that i feel like society is kind of like so influenced by like i think media influences people to be greedy to some degree yeah definitely how and so I, I i like how you touched on like our natural inclination to be greedy because i i don't know maybe i always think of freud and like the first step is the oral right when we're babies we want the mother's milk and we want to suck mm. on them titties as much <laughs> as much as possible, you know, not only to survive, but it also is pleasant if in it, you know, it soothes us as well. So mm -hmm. it's like, all right, so to what extent, how much milk can you fill in your body? You know, how much pleasure can you get from it? So I think that it does start there where it's like, all right, our natural inclination, A, is to survive, B, is to reproduce. Mm -hmm. So then we can survive it's yeah how much are we gonna make sure that we're safe enough for to live another day 
And that's crazy. that oh, I feel like that also connects to what you were saying before, like the Western world's individualistic and based on meritocracy. And I feel like part of mm. colonization was let's get as much land as we can and take over the world, right? So we had all these Eastern European countries out here colonizing at whatever extent that it took, whether it was slavery, stealing, or doing what they had to do in order for them to have more land. So I, I feel like inevitably to have more power and ability to survive within their own race. So that's what we see like most of the, the world is conquered by English, French, and Spaniards because of that reason. Yeah, like on, on the essence of conquering land and stuff like that, yeah, it does become greedy. I also feel like um, even like... Even the fact, even when you have like strong political viewpoints and you want someone to like see something the way that you want to see it, you're kind of being greedy to some extent. Mm. Like you kind of want them to see it your way and believe things how you see it when that shouldn't be the case. This is why I feel like it's dumb to like kind of like, like if, if, if somebody says something that you don't agree with, I find it like unnecessary to like unfollow them or like, like delete them out of your life. Like, I think right. that's, I think like if you do that, you're kind of like being greedy in your own selfish, like wants and desires. So like, if I'm talking about something that you don't agree with and then you decide like, you know what? I don't agree with this person. I'm just going to like either like unfollow them or like delete them out of my life. You're doing that for some sort of selfish reason. Like, and you're not trying to understand other people's viewpoints. And I think that's why like greed could be such like a, a, like a sin to some degree. You know, like greed can be like greed is a sin. No, is that one of the sins? It is in my books. I'm not sure if it's officially a sin, but mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, greed is definitely a sin. I think people, again, they will go through the most. Like you got to have the most. Yeah. Like you got to like learn how to like love everyone for what they believe in and like what they want to be or whatever they want. to. You know, I think I, I just think like greed has some sort of like correlation with selfishness. Yeah. You know, it's like when you're selfish, you're kind of very like. Oh, it should be this way. It shouldn't be that way. It should be my way or the highway. And it's like, you're kind of like being selfish at that point. Yeah. Like, is that good for your mental health? I would say no. I would say it has traits of narcissism. But you why? Why? So a greedy person might argue that like, well, you know, I have money and I'm happy. Right. I have a bunch of money that I don't share with anyone and I'm happy. Right. But like, where is the meaning in that? Like, I mean. There are rich people that do give back to society or like, you know, donations and stuff like that, which is great. But like, how did you become that rich in the first place? Mm. Did you go through a process of grief, uh, uh, greed? Did you grow through that greed? Like, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like to be rich, to be extremely rich, you kind of got to be greedy. <laughs> it's like kind of necessary. Like, I don't think anyone has been rich that like, share their wealth with everyone on their process of becoming more rich. Right. It's like the capitalistic mindset. It's that like you, <clears throat> in a sense, I mean, they, well, this is the capitalistic idea that you're the one taking the risk. So then you should take most of the bigger reward mm -hmm. and those who take less risk should have less reward. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of like the backbone of capitalism. But like you said, these people get to such a high level where it's seemingly unfair because it's not balanced in a sense, right? And until what point is that enough? I, I feel like our society promotes that. I feel like our yeah. society promotes it in social media. It promotes it in school. Mm -hmm. um, and I think overall, like you were saying, I think people are naturally going to be unhappy because they're going to be unsatisfied. There's always going to be something more that they want. 
So I think it is. I think it does affect people's mental health. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely can because like the greed is like, um, I guess it could kind of leave you in a sense of like loneliness too. I guess like a greedy individual, I'm pretty sure the people around that sort of specific individual will notice their greed. And like who would want to be friends with somebody who's extremely greedy? I mean, I don't know. I think you kind of have to have some sort of sense of like, you know, um, uh, or lack of greed, I guess. I don't know. It's just like it's a very interesting um, characteristic, you know. And it's interesting how it's like labeled as like kind of like a sin, I guess, or something bad or negative. But I feel like to make it in the in a capitalistic country, you kind of have to be a little greedy to some Definitely. extent. Definitely, mm-hmm. you have to because it's like you you have to look out for yourself and you have to look out for your loved ones mm-hmm. at, to any extent. And then when you possess things, you have to look out for your possessions. Mm-hmm. That's the big one. Once you get the big house, once you get the nice cars, once you own property and land, you need more resources. You need more of everything in order to sustain that lifestyle. And that's the kind of what in Rich That Poor, that what he was talking about is like once you get a lot of things, you still need more that and more because you need to sustain it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting. And I think the concept of greed can go into many of the personality disorders. Mm-hmm. Like I think you mentioned one of them was like narcissistic personality disorder. I think people who are narcissistic then tend to lack the, you know, the idea of uh, giving. They're all about themselves, that, that type of personality. And then you also have like the antisocial personality disorders. Don't confuse antisocial with shyness, by the way. Mm-hmm. Antisocial is actually like anti against societal norms and things like that. So these individuals are coming off as like psychopaths or sociopaths and things like that, which we'll definitely get into a discussion in a later episode about like psychopaths and sociopaths and murderers and things like that, which is very interesting. And you can see their greed, I guess, kind of to some extent. Um, But yeah, talking about antisocial personality disorder, these individuals lack empathy. They don't care about the well-being of others. They care all about themselves. So like, you know, having that, Greed, once again, is manifested within these personality disorders. So, like, it, it's, it's a disordered thing. It's to be greedy. It's kind of like a disorder, you know? Uh, extremely greedy. Now, I feel like with greed, can there be a balance of greed? Like, I mean, like you said, because it's part of our natural way of surviving. Kind of. Right. Like, Is there a positive side of greed? Oh my God! I, I guess I mean I th- I think there's a there's a positive side to gr- being a little greedy. I mean because it's our survival. <laughs> like I said, if we were both starving and I had like a piece of food, would you you know what I mean would I give it to you if I'm extremely hungry and you're extremely hungry? Obviously, I think I need to survive. <laughs> yeah, but then let's say that's where empathy kicks in because you could say, oh, I don't know if next year. There's gonna be more food, so mm. forget Kevin. I um, I need to survive till next year. I need to f- survive for five years, ten years, fifteen mm. years. So you probably won't even feed me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I die off. So maybe finding a balance would probably you know if there's food there, I'd probably give you like half, and I'll take half maybe or whatever the case may be. I think that like would resolve the problem and find the balance between like greediness and like survival. I guess maybe we could both try to survive. I don't know. Do you think that's something that could be taught? Or that's like inherited or is a societal thing? I, I really do think that there's a natural um, essence of greed within all of us. Like I said, like even like when you see babies, right, they cry and cry because they need to be fed and they need to be nurtured. That's, you know, it's kind of like when you think about it, it's a little greediness, but it's part of their survival. Right. Like it's kind of like a, 
it's a it's such an interesting thing to think about. So let's right? say, and maybe you could tell us a little bit about your life as well, because this is what I've heard is that when you have a newborn, mm-hmm. if you and you had a you have a small child, then they feel like they overexert. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like they want to be more loved mm-hmm. and and more attended to, because mm-hmm. they see a newborn getting more of the attention mm-hmm. when before. They got all the attention. So kind of like there goes the there goes the problem of like, I guess, kind of like a little bit of like uh, jealousy and envy or mm. greed, I guess, maybe like, yeah, it can happen. I mean, like my four year old, um, he's a very good he's a very good child. Like he like I taught him well, I guess. And he doesn't see it that way, actually. He actually helps. Like if I if I, you know, if the baby's crying and you need to change the diaper, like he'll bring me a diaper. Nice. Or like he'll bring me wipes. He'll try to soothe the baby. So like I think it's like how you teach the child. I think you teach them not to be like jealous or you, you, you as a parent shouldn't really focus on just one child. I think you have to like sort of learn how to like balance your focus out in both your kids. If you have two kids or three kids, whatever the case may be. And I understand that's very difficult to do. Like I understand it's difficult, especially the more kids you have, which is why I think you shouldn't have too many kids. <laughs> I mean, when you have too many kids, you're really affecting their mental health and well-being for real. You think so? I, I, th- I think like, if you have like a family of ten kids, ten oh, that's a lot. Or if you have a family of five kids, like yeah. I think five should be like the cutoff point. Honestly, like I don't know, like because I'm saying it should be the cutoff point in terms of like the well being of a child of the children. Mm. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like I mean, having like a large family of like ten kids, you're you're not gonna give all those ki- two parents can't give all those kids attention. And kids kind of need attention and love and, and, you know, a sense of belonging. Mm. And when you don't have that as a kid, what does that do to the child? Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think like I think like some some parents should just, you know, try to keep the kid low to a minimum, you know. So one thing that you said, and I guess I'm always like part of my critical thinking is when someone says some one extreme, I always think of the other extreme. Mm -hmm. And one extreme that I, I have question especially as of late in modern society is people not wanting to have kids right is that part of greed as well like people who are kind of content with not having kids even though they are perfectly capable but choosing not to have kids because i don't know maybe it messes up their bodies maybe it messes up their financial situation maybe they're more pressed on building their brand, their business themselves, you know, getting their own sense of gratifications and traveling the world and doing all these things. Cause this is something that a lot of modern day women are, are doing mm-hmm. now because they have more autonomy, they have more power. Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, they, they have more options, I think in general, as opposed to 30, 40, 50 years back. And now I, it, from what I see, is I think a lot of women are not having kids or they're just having like one kid and that just that one kid is just kind of like a companion type kid mm-hmm. and they're not going to that kind of more organic uh what do they call it um family uh oof I forgot the name of the family but mm-hmm. you know just they they don't they family period mm-hmm. you know like they're just thinking of of kids as their possession mm-hmm. That happens a lot. So, so basically, just to like clarify, are you are you saying that um, what about people that don't want to have kids? You think that they're being selfish or greedy or something? Yeah, are they? I, I, are I, they being greedy? 
I mean, because it's the, and I, I, I'm gonna throw you got the Jesus on, and I'm gonna throw God <laughs> in there. You know, did God throw you here just for you so you could sell soothe and Oof. you could have pleasures and watch Netflix and eat chips all day, mm. or did God throw you here so you can? survive so you can reproduce so you can have generations on generations i personally think and here maybe this is where the controversial part is a 60 year old lady who has 50 grandkids around them in a in a picture or whatever lived a more meaningful life than a 60 year old lady who visited 60 countries Mm. i'm gonna just leave it at that i kind of agree to some points yeah i agree i mean and both were capable of having kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I would say that 60-year-old lady who has 50, 40 grandkids. And I feel like they would, when they're 60, they'll feel like they lived a more meaningful life. Yeah. you Personally, know, when, I think. I don't know. So it's kind of reminding me of, um, uh, who was it? It was Eric Erickson's Psychosocial Stages of Development. Talk to him. You know, he basically said that, like, when you're like in your retirement age, like when you're in your 60s, mm-hmm. you go through this phase of generativity versus stagnation. And generativity is like when you when you know he said that this is the happy route of life, or this is the more meaningful route that people experience in life when it's like giving back to your community or giving back to at least or, or your family or at least your community. You know, and like I feel like that that holds a lot of truth. I mean I've worked with um, with women that, you know, are like 40 years old and they regret not having kids and then they're trying to get pregnant. And I could definitely see like their frustrations and their sorrows when they're at that time, li- at that time limit of life where they can never have a child again. And I've seen them and I, and I listen to these people. And honestly, it, it is extremely depressing. Um and I feel sorry, you know, sometimes I'm like, damn, like it must really like um, suck that you, you know, had to, that you chose this lifestyle of being alone and being single and like, you know, dating guys and stuff like that and just living life of like, you know, fun and partying and stuff like that. And now that you're at this point in life where you feel like there's nothing meaningful and now you want to have kids all of a sudden, you know, I kind of I, 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 you know, I, I feel bad for those people. So to answer your question, I, I do. This is why, like, I think greed can be looked at like as a sin, because when you're greedy, you're neglecting the most crucial part of your life, which is your own biology and your own body. So you're psychologically saying to yourself, like, I prefer a life of fun. I prefer a life that's stress free of kids and things like that. But what you're neglecting is your actual body that's able to reproduce, that's able to have kids. So that's the part of yourself that you're actually denying. You know, when you live a life where you don't deny your human parts of yourself, I think your life can fluctuate more into a more meaningful existence, you know, and like because you're using every part of yourself. You're not just like denying that part. It's as if like it's like it's like having it's like having protected sex. (laughs) You know, like you're not really you're not really enjoying the fruits of what you have because you're covering that part of yourself. (laughs) <laughs> so you're not really like, you know, it's, it's less meaningful. So like you're covering that part of yourself, that, that reproductive part of yourself. And I would say, you know, as a parent, it's fucking stressful. I'm not going to lie. It's a stressful thing. It's a stressful experience. Having kids is not easy. Yes. Would I, 
But would I not want to have kids after having kids? No. Because I feel like, once again, my kids have given me so much meaning within my life that I don't even care what anyone thinks anymore. Look at me. I'm fucking wearing a mask of Jesus on a podcast. I don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> like, I, I have my kids at home. I love them. I'm doing this for them, actually, to be honest with you. Because I know if I wear a mask and I look stupid online, it's going to build. People are going to click. People are going to want to see this. And I'm doing it not because of my reputation, but I want to get myself out there as far as possible to be more successful. You know, and I'm doing it for my kids. I'm not doing this for myself. So is that the opposite of being greedy? Am I being the opposite of being greedy because now I'm a father? And I think that's one of the things about being a parent. When you're a parent, you're going to step in front of your child if there's a bullet coming their way. You're going to sacrifice yourself for your own kids. I would, If something were to ever happen to my son or my daughter, I'm, I'm going to step right in front of them, and I'll take that bullet. And that's being selfless. That's being not greedy. That's being a father. Right. And there's part selfless in that. And just to add on, because I, I don't know, probably, I think I, I, I definitely fire a little bit for the modern day woman. But I think at the same extent, the modern day men, you know, I think that a lot of times there's not enough responsibility being taken. Like I, when I hear you, I think, I don't know if it's just because of your upbringing, your experience, whatever it is, you have that mindset, of which is. Now that I have kids, I'm going to sacrifice. That word sacrifice is so strong. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so correlated to greed and what we're talking about. Because you're willing to put your life on the line for someone else. You're willing to work 12 hours today, stay over, do a podcast. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Go home, take care of your kids. So it's like now, like you said, you have purpose. But you have purpose outside of self. You have purpose yes. that is more tied to generational purpose yes, right not only for your yes. kids to be good for your grandkids to be good and i'm gonna say there are some men that are not like that there are some men yeah. who they're, they're out there popping them you know nutting and whatever having three four five baby mamas mm. and it's like you know at what point is it is this greedy or is this a personality thing or, or is there is it a mental so, health thing so they, a societal thing so you pointed out something interesting that it can be reversed i guess like having kids exactly because somebody could be greedy and want to go around impregnating all these women and having as many kids as possible with many different women and i think a lot of women are but scared that, of that but that's too. that's that's like the sin of the greed that's like the, the the greed of the bad part i mean am i greedy for wanting kids does, does wanting kids make you greedy too it's kind of like because it's something that you want it's a want right right but I don't think so because it's a, it's a it's a biological. This, I I am able to do that. Doesn't mean I I typically want to either. I mean because if I'm able to do it, I mean I do want it. But like you know, does that make me greedy then too? I think it becomes greedy when it's like Nick Cannon type shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like shout out to Nick Cannon. I think he's an amazing artist and you know he's very artistic. I don't Nick know about Cannon. his rapping, but <laughs> he got like, you know, he got, a, he got, a, I think he has double digit baby mamas or something, but right? I mean, like, like I said, like, you know, Nick Cannon is a celebrity with lots of money. He didn't, he, I mean, he's probably not a greedy person, but I mean, you, you have, how do you, you know, I don't know. I mean, is there a way to make a lot of money without being greedy? Oof, not in our society, I don't think. I mean, if you have a lot of money, are you greedy? You know what I mean? Like, 
what can you say to that? I mean, I don't know. Like, can can it can it correlate with greed? I, I don't know. Unless, unless like you're really like starting. Maybe if you're if you have businesses and you have jobs and you're creating jobs and you're helping the community and you're investing into a certain business and you're creating jobs. I think you're not being greedy. You're just you just have a lot of money that you can use that you worked hard for. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I it I again I think is is circumstantial. It's circumstantial when it comes to that. Yeah, everyone. So we can't really judge these people. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can't really judge everyone for what they, what their accomplishments are, or like the money that they make and things like that. We have to like you know, not judge. I guess. Well, I I'm trying to think. Like I don't. I'm broke. I, he's the one with the money. He's, <laughs> he's, he's the one with the chain. I'm thinking like, all right. So do I have a cap? I'm thinking, do I have a cap? I don't think I would. Ha- I don't think I have a cap. Honestly, I think that. If I had more, I would buy more land. I would buy more gold. I would buy more Bitcoin. I would buy. I, I honestly, I I wouldn't give it away. Like yeah, all right, fine. Let's say I I hit ten mil. Fine, one percent of ten mil is a hundred k. One percent is not gonna hurt me, right? But it's like, and I know there's like a Jesus saying or something where it's like, two people are in church. One person gives a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. but they have worth 10 million and then one person gives one dollar but they only had ten dollars mm-hmm. so who here is the greedy one in the right place yeah <laughs> who the greedy one or who here is is more honest with their giving right mm-hmm. and i think that's a i think that's a beautiful parable i think that's a beautiful parable and it kind of it puts things in perspective mm-hmm. i personally you know i i, I think I, I don't think i would be greedy in the sense that I'm doing it all for other people's back or people are getting hurt or I'm cheating people or, you know, like we think, I don't know, but to a certain extent, even like the clothes that we're wearing, you mm-hmm. know, it came from somewhere where it's cheap labor. Like we we're sponsoring slavery really. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you think about the cars, the electric cars, especially like where the mining is happening. It's ridiculous. I don't know if you ever seen a video of like these miners, you know, really, for quarters on the day doing all this labor so we can have a nice little Porsche. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so are you being greedy? You know what I'm saying? Shots fired. No, just kidding. <laughs> I mean, like, hey, man, I I, I got a Porsche because I, I, I like the Porsche. I don't know. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to, like, uh, I, I, I don't, I mean, I think the Porsches are created in, in, you know, they're created in Germany, right? Like, I think, like, it's not, um, I don't think it's cheap labor. I think Porsche. <laughs> now Porsches, he's excusing. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know where Porsches are, are manufactured. Well, why didn't you buy the Corolla and give the I, extra I, Because I've had a Corolla already. I've had a Honda. I have a Honda Civic. And give the I, extra money. Y'all. I've had a Subaru. I, I yeah. you know, I'm, I make my little donations. You know, I do, I do my little donations here and there. I mean, I donate a lot of myself in helping people. You know, like um, I give a lot of my time to other to helping people a lot of times, and you know, I, I do my donations. I, I I provide free therapy services at some points. You know, when someone really needs it, I'll help. You know, like I I do my 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 due diligence in this field. You know, so I mean, like yeah, I've I've helped people for for free. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> so at what point is it? And I'm not just not not just of you, but like yeah. at what point is it as a society as a person where? We hit the nudge of it being well, greedy. Once again, you know, it's society. It's a in the, we're in an individualistic country, so we're, we we have to be for ourselves to some extent. We have to be greedy. Mm-hmm. Maybe this whole capitalistic society is what's promoting greed, and greed is a sin. Maybe that's why we're all kind of like all 
fucked up in some way. Yeah. You know, like we, we kind of have to like take a step back and look at maybe other cultures where it's not about capitalism, where there, there's just people living off like, you know, the land and stuff like that, not really indulging in like capitalistic ways. You know, there are cultures like that. Yeah, but then you wouldn't be able to get the poorest. You get a, if it was like a socialism or dictatorship. Collect, a, a, a collectivist country, like, some, like a country like that's more country. collectivist. Like, uh, you know, a lot of like, well, there's de- definitely at this point in time, there's de- like every country has like some sort of capitalistic system. Right. But, you know, there are indigenous uh, islands out there with people that from, you know, that just live off the land. And like you just have to really go and see what they're about and what their lifestyle is about, you know. And I'm pretty sure you they're feel happy like that's too. That's a more noble way of living. Do I feel like it's a more noble way of living? Well, I mean, I'm pretty much conditioned in this in this way of living. Yeah. So unfortunately, like if I try to like delete my biases and like try to see that as more noble living, I'd probably be lying to myself. Yeah. So I can't really like say it's more noble. I just think it's more like that's their way of living. Mm. This is how I live, you know, because of my conditions, and that's why the environment you can't deny. You know, like if I, if I was, if I grew up in an indigenous society like that, like in the, in living off the land, I probably would be happy just living off the land with the yeah. bare minimum. Yeah. But because I've lived in a country like this and grew up in a country like this, that's not the case. Mm. I, I, you know, like I'm more motive. My motives are different. My motivation is different. Who's my happier? language is different. <sighs> I mean, it, I think happiness is very subjective. So I think that's why, like, every time, like, I work with people, I always tell them, like, your own subjective happiness is what matters. Stop comparing yourself to people because comparison is the thief of joy. So, you know, it's really important to, like, you know, you can be happy in your own ways. You know, I think everyone's ways of being happy are different. Hmm. Like, one person could be happy with the bare minimum. Someone could be happy with, like, the most. You know what I mean? So it really depends on the individual and their subjective happiness. That's why, like... A lot of times when they even do psychological research, they measure someone's subjective uh, subjective level of happiness, subjective mm-hmm. well-being, because it's subjective. There's no uh, objective measure of happiness. Right. Interesting. Um, that I think that goes back to a book I read called Flow by an, by an author that's name is crazy, but it's mm-hmm. called Flow. Mm-hmm. And basically, the big question is, okay, so now... Now that we, like you said, we're here in America, we have Porsches, we have Ferraris, we have all these things that we can reach for. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see and we have access to it. We may not be able to get it, but we have mm-hmm. access to it. Are we in a better place than, let's say, a country like where my parents came from, Ecuador, which they don't see it around. It's not really all up in their face. They don't see people with million dollar houses and million dollar chains. You know what I'm saying? So are they living a more content life because they're not, they're not feeling that emotion of wanting as opposed to us where we already tried that. We see that. We felt that. We want it. And now it's once we have it, we want more of it, right? It's like the Coke analogy where it's like, all right, someone who has never drunk Coca-Cola and uh-huh. doesn't have it available, are they in a better place than someone who has drunk Coca-Cola, has sort of an addiction to Coca-Cola and the sugar and and now is thriving for to get more Coca Cola in their life. Mm. Who's who's happier? Who's more content? Who's more who's more fulfilled in their life? Mm. The person with the endless pursuit of more, or the person who doesn't know what more is, and they're just kind of like content with what they have, and you know, very grateful just to exist. 
well, once again, like I said, I think it really depends on the subjectivity of happiness. Like, you know, everyone's happiness is based on their environment, their conditions, their experiences. All these things make people happy or content or feeling fulfilled. It's, it's just it's, it's based on what society has to offer. You know, like we've survived for like millions of years as humans. And I'm pretty sure back in the day, no human had a phone, right? Now, every human has a phone. So are people, are humans that don't have phones, are they unhappy or are they happier? That's a good question. I mean, we've, I mean, that's we've the talked thing. about like the Orthodox Jewish community and how their kids and their, mm-hmm. you know, youngsters don't have phones. Are they any more happier than, let's say, your son who has an iPad mm-hmm. and a phone? I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, th- you know, it really all depends on the individual. I think it really, de- I think it's like, ba- I think it all comes down to like a personality thing, to be honest with you. Mm. Like, I think it's like, like, for example, like if you're more of like an extroverted individual, you're probably more happy being around people and socializing and getting attention or whatever the case may be. If you're more of an, and, and probably wanting more because extroverts versus introverts, introverts are actually the normal ones. Introverts their central nervous system is already stimulated enough. That's why they don't feel a need to go out and socialize or want more. Mm. They're pretty content with the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. But if you're extroverted and you're high level extroverted, your body is lacking natural stimulation. Mm -hmm. So you as an individual start looking for it everywhere. And that's why people who are extremely extroverted tend to resort to drugs and things like that more often than people who are more introverted. Mm. And, Extroverts seem to want more and more all the time because their body isn't stimulated enough, so they seek that stimulation. So like I said, it really all depends on the person's personality and what's offered in their environment. Just on that measure, just on that characteristic. Yeah. I wonder what the Bible says. You you got your (laughs) Jesus piece on it. But I'm I'm serious. Like, I feel, you know, I I, I take things from the Bible, Mm -hmm. and I, you know, I like to... Read what it says and, mm-hmm. you know, try to connect this to the real world to what's happening now. I think it, there's some value to that. Yeah, I think the Bible always says to give back. But about greed? What does the Bible say about greed? Well, greed is labeled as a sin. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a sin to be greedy. Mm. It's, it's like, you know, you're not, you're not supposed to, you know, overindulge or like, you know, be greedy. One thing that popped up in my head in connection with kind of this wanting more fulfillment and wanting more of this dopamine and serotonin in your bloodstream. Mm -hmm. It's also social media, right? Where we get that sense. There is research that we get similar dopamines as sugar, right? When it comes to, you know, how many likes we get or, Mm -hmm. you know, how many comments we get, how much attention we get. Um, And I mean, I don't want to throw it back on, on women, but, you know, I think women out there especially in this modern day get a lot of that especially if you are very attractive and you're an attractive person mm-hmm. and that's something you get addictive to as well i feel of not only the attention but what you're getting you know you probably get like free stuff and all this and you know i think that part that's partly some greed as well and at, and at the other end like we were saying if you don't have that then you have a deprivation to it right mm-hmm. or let's say you've had it and now you don't have it anymore now there's like a deprivation because now you see everyone around you who gets the likes, who gets the comments, who gets the connections, mm. and you don't. 
You know, that, I I think it's, it's I mean I think it's a a, ca- a session on its own talking about what's how social media affects mental health. But yeah, I think I think, it's I, think it, I think it also fe- affect men in the same way too. Yeah, you know, so like I I think like um once again yeah that's the whole concept of greed. I mean it seems like you know we just it's a lot to talk about. <laughs> I mean we could go on for days in this topic, but I think greed is definitely something that's I think you know I guess today we sort of just came to the to the point that like greed is um i guess necessary for survival to some extent mm-hmm. and it's also i guess to some extreme points of greed it can become like i guess dangerous to an individual's mental health and well-being to some extent um you know because who wants to really hang out with a greedy person hmm. you know but you know we did cover a lot of things today um so, yeah, we did cover the idea of greed, what it is. You know, who's more happier, someone with less or someone with more? We sort of established the point that we think it's more based on personality characteristics rather than, like, you know, the actual objective measure of happiness. I think it's interesting to measure happiness on an objective level. I don't Ooh, how do you do that? I, I, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, hey, it's Let me know. Yeah. Well, maybe we should look into that. Right. But... This is today's episode on greed. We're going to leave it here. Just remember, you know, think about your own sort of greediness and how it's impacted your life. All right. So we'll leave it off here and we'll talk more and see you guys in the next episode. Peace.